48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. A medical expert advising the government on the COVID pandemic plays down the need to tighten social distancing measures. A man dies after being stabbed multiple times in Yalmate this morning. And home prices hit a two and a half year low, although rents rise. A medical expert advising the government on the COVID pandemic says there is no need to tighten social distancing measures despite the surge in infections. Lao Yulong, who is also the chair professor of paediatrics at the University of Hong Kong, told an RTHK programme that face-to-face classes in particular should not be suspended. Professor Lao said instead the government should increase incentives for more children to get jabbed. It is of the utmost importance. We talk about the protection of lives and people's health. What is health? For students, it is school life. Without a school life, how can they be healthy? Everyone would be chubby. How can they be healthy mentally when they don't even have social skills, right? The president of the Hong Kong Federation of Restaurants says a new rule for some diners to get tested for COVID has been implemented smoothly, even though there were minor hiccups at some restaurants. Simon Wong said most diners were aware of the new rule, although some people brought the entire test kit to the restaurant instead of just a photo of the result. Mr Wong also said some restaurants were offering rapid test kits. The Civil Engineering and Development Department has confirmed that its director, Michael Fong, has tested positive for COVID. In a statement published this morning, they said Mr Fong was undergoing isolation in accordance with the Centre for Health Protection's guidelines. Police say a man has died after being stabbed multiple times in Yaomate this morning. The force said it had received reports of people on motorbikes attacking the man near the intersection of Jordan Road and Park Street. The incident happened at about 4am. The man, who was in his 30s, was rushed to Queen Elizabeth Hospital and pronounced dead shortly afterwards. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong has defended an article he wrote about how Hong Kong can attract overseas talent, saying it's distressing that it's being seen as critical of the government. In it, he suggested the plan to turn part of Fanling Golf Course into public housing went against the goal of attracting talent. He also cited insufficient international school places. Mr Tong told RTHK that he used a sensitive issue of the golf course to suggest the government look at the quality of life for people here as overseas professionals come not just for the salary but for a good way of life. I honestly find it a, a little bit uh, uh, distressing to see that uh, an article which is simply to discuss the issue of attracting foreign talent uh, generally uh, has uh, ballooned into a minor political crisis. Uh, people read my article uh, in ways which uh, I, I must confess I did not originally uh, 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 foresee. This is not an article to criticize the government, but this is just to point out the, the difference between attracting investment and attracting uh, foreign talent. Uh, in all my years in dealing with the foreign community, uh, you know, I've met with many foreign investors, and I see that uh, when you come to talk about uh, professionals coming to Hong Kong to work and, and other uh, talented people, they're not really looking for money. They're, they're looking for a uh, good way of life, a quality of life, which is good for the, his or her family. 
Private home prices have fallen to their lowest in two and a half years. According to data from the Rating and Valuation Department, the private domestic price index stood at 376.1 in July. That's down from 382.4 in June and is the lowest reading since February 2020. It's a different story for rents. The rental index rose to 178.9 in July from 177.8 the month before. Researchers from the University of Hong Kong have called for a standardised big data system to monitor superbug infections here. Their study found that one of the common superbugs found in Hong Kong, known as CPE, has shown an increasing number of infections over the past 10 years, with more cases in summer. They say this is worrying as superbugs are resistant to many antibiotics. One of the researchers, Peng Wu, says big data is needed because the current system is not comprehensive enough. Surveillance itself may not be enough for us to control antimicrobial resistance. So there are a lot more work to be done. More research to figure out how it's developed, transmitted, and then we can build on this knowledge to explore what interventions might be useful to control or reduce Preparations are underway at Cape Canaveral in Florida for the launch of Artemis One, the most powerful rocket yet built by NASA. It's hoped the launch will pave the way for further exploration of the moon. The BBC's Jonathan Amos reports. Thousands of spectators have begun to line local beaches and causeways here at Cape Canaveral. They've come to witness the start of a new era in human deep space exploration. NASA is promising a spectacular debut ascent from its space launch system rocket. This powerful vehicle will propel an uncrewed capsule towards and around the moon, a journey that will end with a splashdown return to the Pacific Ocean. Assuming all the hardware performs, NASA will then initiate a series of ever more complex missions. At first, astronauts will merely circle the moon, but then they'll land on it and build a base. The Pakistani Foreign Minister Bilawal Bhutto Zadari says the flooding in the country is a catastrophe on a scale that he's never seen before. Speaking to the BBC, he said the rains and flash floods had left millions of people in desperate need of tents to provide them with shelter. Mr Bhutto Zadari said he was also worried floodwaters in the north would soon reach the south, where, because of the flat terrain, it would take months for the water to recede. He also expressed concern about the impact on crops. Nadia Naki is a reporter with Pakistan's Dawn newspaper. She's just returned from the Sindh coast in the south and told the BBC about someone she'd met there. There was an old lady who just came up to me and she said, we have been surrounded by this water for so many days. It's been raining. There has been no respite. And, you know, we don't even have a roof and there is no power over here. So as the sun sets, it's pitch dark and we're just surrounded by water. And if it starts raining, so we're surrounded by water and then we're in water. I said, how do you eat? And she said, we haven't eaten. There have been increasing calls for an EU-wide cap on the price of gas and the decoupling of the gas and electricity markets. Chancellor Karl Nehammer of Austria said the EU must not allow President Putin to determine its electricity price every day. The BBC's Bethany Bell reports. In a statement, Mr Nehammer said it was time to finally stop the madness taking place in energy markets. He said a European solution was needed and he called on all EU countries to stand together to stop the price explosion immediately. 
Austria is heavily dependent on Russian gas, but most of its electricity comes from renewables. Mr Nehammer says its price must come down and be decoupled from gas. Austria's conservative-led government was initially sceptical at the idea of capping power prices. Germany says it's filling its gas storage facilities faster than expected, despite Russia cutting deliveries. The economy minister, Robert Harbeck, said this had been achieved because of energy-saving measures and large-scale purchases from other suppliers. Russia has cut gas flows on the Nord Stream 1 pipeline to just 20% to put pressure on European countries over their support for Ukraine. The EU foreign policy chief Joseph Borrell says it's unlikely that all European foreign ministers will back a visa ban on all Russians at a meeting this week. A unanimous decision is needed to adopt the measure. But speaking to Austrian television, Mr Borrell said some countries would probably oppose the move. The Taliban's acting defence minister, Mullah Mohammed Yakub says Pakistan should not allow its airspace to be used by American drones to cross into Afghanistan. Last month, a missile fired by an American drone killed the al-Qaeda leader Alman al-Zawahiri in Kabul. The BBC's Amber Hassan Etirajan reports. This is the first time the Taliban rulers are pointing fingers at their neighbor, accusing Pakistan of allowing American drones fly over Afghanistan. Islamabad has denied any involvement in or advanced knowledge of last month's high-profile strike on al-Zawahiri. It is widely believed that the drone that targeted the al-Qaeda leader could have been flown from the Middle East. These latest comments by the Taliban could increase tensions between Kabul and Islamabad. The brother of the Juventus football star Paul Pogba has posted videos in four languages saying he'll publish revelations about the French international that his club, fans and country should know about. Pogba, who says he's already the target of extortionists, issued a statement through his lawyers saying the videos were unfortunately no surprise. The BBC's David Chazan reports from Paris. Paul Pogba's brother, Mathias, who's also a professional footballer, hasn't specified exactly what these alleged explosive revelations about his more famous brother are. But he's hinting that they could turn fans and teammates against Paul Pogba and says they could call into question his place in Juventus and in the France team. And interestingly, Mathias Pogba also says he'll be revealing information about another huge name in French and international football, Kylian Mbappé. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 20,020. That's 149 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $52 billion. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 138.64 yen. The euro stands at 99.23 US cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 15 cents. Sports and we start with football in the English Premier League and a personal milestone for Harry Kane. Kane's in the middle and he stoops to head it in, unmarked. He's got his second of the match, Nottingham Forest nil, Tottenham 2. Kane scored twice in Spurs' 2-0 win at Nottingham Forest. The England captain now has 187 Premier League goals, level with Andy Cole for third all-time. The win lifted Spurs to third in the table. They're level on points with the champions Manchester City and two points behind the leaders Arsenal. Spurs' manager Antonio Conte says his players were made to work for the three points. We suffered in the right way, but I think at the end uh, we did well and... Uh, 
this type of game you have to be ready to to be compact to suffer and then uh, to create chances i think we created many chances to score today and uh, but nottingham forest is a really good team it's not easy to come here and uh, to to get three points West Ham United register their first goal of the season in a 1-0 win at Aston Villa thanks to a deflected effort from Pablo Fornal that lifted West Ham off the bottom of the league table off the bottom of the table midfielder Declan Rice admits the win was overdue relief massive relief because um, like I said last week you know the expectations of this club now of the fans of the players is that we can't can't start a Premier League season losing three games um, especially with the squad and the players we've gotten you know, today you could sense it in the warm-up before the game, the way we were talking in the changing room. I think you could see from the spirit how much we actually wanted that today. Um, I think that's what it come down to in the end. You know, we put our bodies on the line, we ran more, um, and I think, you know, even though they might have dominated a bit of the ball in the first, I think we was more productive, you know, with the ball and um, yeah, managed to get a goal. And yeah, I'm delighted as you can see on my face. Wolves and Newcastle play to a one-all draw at Molyneux. Ruben Naves put Wolves ahead. Raul Jimenez thought he made it to made it two, only for the goal to be ruled out for a foul in the build-up. Then in stoppage time, Newcastle equalised with a 25-yard volley from Alan Saint-Maximin. To be honest, it was a very, very difficult game. They start very well. They didn't really start good the season, so we can see... They try to do everything uh, to win that game and they score first. So it was very difficult for us to, to come back because they start to slow, slow the game down and start to do a lot of fall. So it was a very difficult game, but we play in, in the best league in the world and you, we try to do everything to, to turn around and that's what we did with, uh, with that draw. In Spain, Karim Benzema scored late in Real Madrid's 3-1 win over Espanyol. Real are back on top of La Liga. Barcelona thrashed Real Valladolid 4-0 with Robert Lewandowski scoring twice. In Formula 1, the reigning champ- world champion Max Verstappen won the Belgian Grand Prix despite starting from 14th place on the grid. The Red Bull driver extended his championship lead to 93 points. He was joined on the podium by teammate Sergio Perez. Ferrari's Carlos Sainz finished third. And now a look at the weather, mainly cloudy with a few showers, very hot with sunny intervals in the afternoon, like two moderate easterly winds. The outlook, sunny intervals, a few showers and thunderstorms in the next couple of days. The temperature is 32 degrees, relative humidity 68% and the very hot weather warning is in force. To end the news, the top stories once again. A medical expert advising the government on the COVID pandemic plays down the need to tighten social distancing measures. A man dies after being stabbed multiple times in Yalmate this morning. And home prices hit a two and a half year low, although rents rise. The news from RTHK.
how you feel right now. Cause all I wanna do is keep it real right now. I'm trying to beat it up, beat pills right now. Athletic in the sheets, I got skills right now. Hey, red bread with some red baby how Ballin' in that club, it's a speed ah. Pop they pop they prayer like Ray. Yellow diamonds on you like a glass of lemonade. Kill me, kill me. I thought T Y Newport. I want and welcome to the 123 show with me Noreen Mayer on this Monday afternoon. Monday the 29th of August is today's date. Cheers to Phil Whelan for the morning brew and cheers to the newsroom. We've got a jam-packed program for you this Monday afternoon. In the first part of the program we'll be talking to fitness coach Nathan Solier and today we'll be talking about how we're never too old to start exercising. That's right. 
Never Too Old. That's music to my ears. I know some of us feel a bit sort of tired, old and lethargic, but the best news is the best time to start moving is today. And we'll be uh, Nathan will be sharing some top reasons why we should be on the move a bit more. So join us live if you can via Facebook as 